Good morning. This is Texas Storytellers. I'm Terry Woods. And you can watch us on Woodlands Online or woodlandsonline.com or woodlandsonline.com slash podcast on our Roku station at KVQT HD 21, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, or I, I haven't done this kind of format before for this show. We're on Zoom and I have some friends with me. Now, come on, you already know Dixie Cooper. Hi, good morning. And Dixie is the author of The Reunion. She told you about the reunion last week, and she told you about the costumes and the sets and so forth and how we did it on, on a, a, a Zoom type of cast. And here she is, dressed up, and I feel like I've been splashed back into the 1950s at a reunion. Hi, Dixie. Hi, good morning. Me too. It's, we decided to bring some of the cast members to this particular episode and just explore this a little bit further. Um, last week, we did talk about how, we, how I wrote the reunion, where I got the idea, uh, how it kind of spread into a uh, Zoom production that was our only method of doing it at the moment due to the COVID virus. But we are still hopeful we'll be doing it on stage very soon. Let's all hope very soon. <laughs> and the, today I have brought with me Evelyn Goldstein, we call her Evie, and Donna Gilling. And they were two of the actresses on the, the Zoom production and they will be on the stage with us hopefully. Well, they will because I'll make them. And um, anyway, we would like to let them talk a little bit about it too. Um, they, we'd like to know what drew you to the reunion. You're um, just as, you, as well as a recap, we did, uh, the reunion is about a high school reunion and the class graduated in 1957 and they're now having their 50th, uh, 50th class reunion. Things happen at this reunion that are kind of strange they all brought back with them fantasies that weren't fulfilled from their high school days. And one by one, they seem to be coming true during this course of this reunion. So um, some wanted to dance, some wanted to sing, some wanted grandchildren, some wanted other things. But I would like to know what drew you to the play? Why did you decide to do the parts that you did? Um, who want, Evie, why don't you go first? Sure. Well, I don't know if you mentioned this last time, but the idea for you to write the reunion came during our impromptu theater classes that we had the summer before last. And um, it was mentioned at a, at a lunch. You wrote a play overnight. We read it. And as soon as I read it, I wanted to be a part of it because it was just so much fun. It was a feel-good play. The theme of the play is about it's never too late to make your high school fantasies come true. And we had so much fun working on this play, talking about performing it. We danced, we sang, we talked about costumes, 
And the part of Rosemary was something that I really, it was a part I really liked and I wanted to try out for Rosemary and get the part because I like that Rosemary wanted her fantasy to come true and also she felt like that 17 year old girl again. That she was feeling like she was back in high school when she was yes. at the reunion. Yes. And her fantasy was to go out with a boy she never had gone out with in high school, but had been asking her out, but she just kept saying no. So that made you feel, all right, well, let's do this. Maybe we can finally have a romance we never had in high school. What about you, Donna? Did you, um, what drew you to the play? Well, I was not part of the initial group. I came in after it was written and y'all had practiced and had so much fun with it. And initially I went to the audition because I wanted to support you, Dixie, as the playwright and the friends that I had made in class who were all excited about this production. And when I got there, I was encouraged to try out and I started thinking about the theme of the play and everything. And I am in a time in my life when I'm ready to start some new adventures. My, my kids are grown and I want to get back into theater. So it kind of goes along with the theme where it's never too late. So with my friend's encouragement, I tried out and I got the part, I got the part of Donna, which is kind of a, a funny thing, but it's, it's been great. And it was, it's a way for me to start this next chapter in my life. Okay, great. I know that was a coincidence that you got the part. I didn't even think about who would be playing these roles when I gave names to the characters. Um, Let me tell you another coincidence. Okay. My first boyfriend in high school's name was Kurt. And in the play, my husband's name is Kurt and we were high school sweethearts. Wow, wow, okay. That, crazy? <laughs> that is crazy. And um, Evie, there was a coincidence with you in the names too. Well, my, my best friend and uh, only sibling, Rosemary, passed away in her 40s and I remember saying to you, Rosemary is not a common name. And you named a member of the cast the same name as my sister. And that also made me want to play the part of Rosemary. Right, because it was reminding you of that. I know, it was just kind of strange. I had no idea you had a, a sister named Rosemary when I wrote it, or who would be playing Rosemary when I wrote the play in the first place. So I know this whole time, these little coincidences have made this kind of interesting. Exactly. Well, this just also helps me understand why I love writers and storytellers and, and the way things happen so much, because sometimes they happen in a coincidence. Sometimes they happen, writing happens because it's something that you've did a long time ago and you wanted to tell that story and that was the best way to do it and sometimes it's because oh i can i can tell the story i can write the story and i can act out the story and sometimes the best advantage that you have and the most fulfilling is when you can act out the story that you've written as well so th this has been a, a cool experience for me to watch and that's why I'm, I'm very glad to be part of it and present it to other people. Now, Abby, yes. you were part of that original 
little core group mm -hmm. that just happened. Mm -hmm. uh, can you tell us about it in, in your own words? About our core group? Yes. Well, we did a little play in that semester in class, and we didn't want the semester to end. So we decided to try to put that play on at Lone Star. It was called Who Shot Fred? And we rehearsed and we rehearsed. And it's so funny because back then, I had a hard time memorizing lines. And um, we got to perform that little play at the Black Box at Lone Star. And it was, it was such a thrill. It was so magical that we wanted to do more. And we, it was your idea, Dixie, that we continue over the summer to work on our theater skills and to do monologues and to just get together because we had formed a friendship and try to get better at acting. And the rest is history because you wrote the reunion. And as when I read those words, I wanted to, I wanted to perform the words that Dixie wrote because I was very impressed and I liked the story so much that we all said we have to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. I agree with you. It was like we, it all came about like we, we felt like we could do anything. Yes. A time in our life that what was going to stop us. We could, we mm -hmm. could set up a tent in the backyard and ask the neighbors and perform, you know, if, if that's the venue that we had available to us. We were willing to be very flexible and to do it almost anywhere. And then when we presented it to you, Terry, you liked it too. And so you've opened up a lot of opportunities for us. So you've been very instrumental in this whole thing. You know, not the, not the least of which was being director, which was amazing, you know. So it has been a, a journey from this little group into what it's kind of become now. And then we, we brought in other wonderful people like Donna along the way. And Donna, um, you took uh, some of the acting classes as well. Yeah. Um, what did you think about doing an original play rather than a classic or something that had been published for a long time or something that made a lot of money? Why, why did you agree to do just a little local play? Well, for several reasons. Um, it was a, seemed like a way to get in without um, everybody already having expectations of what the production should be. So we could make it what we wanted and what Dixie wanted it to be. That's kind of exciting. And I also thought it was really interesting to be kind of behind the scenes. And I, I learned a lot about the process and, and have a greater appreciation for how something from your head goes to the paper, goes to the production. And that's been really interesting to me. So I thought it was, and besides that, it was a great play. It's a lot of fun. But I thought it was interesting to, to just get involved with an original. And he's been really generous about allowing us to interpret it and 
but she has her ideas that help us interpret it. I think it's really helped me gain a lot of confidence as an actor that I'll be able to use in classics or in you know, well-known plays now. I'm sure that's true because uh, uh, every time you do something, you're going to get better at it and um, uh, you're going to understand how to form a character from somebody's writing in a, in a different way than you would have had you done, not done it. Uh, yes. or not done anything, for example. And you've done radio plays too, which are, are uh, that's a cool experience as well. Um, one thing, let me, let me tell you, audience, somewhere around um, March and April uh, here in Texas, we as a community, as a state, found ourselves, as the rest of the world did, in a uh, pandemic and things had to change and things had to be done differently. And all of a sudden we had this writing sitting in front of us and we wanted to figure out a way to do something with it. So we were already having online classes, remote classes through this format that you're looking at. And um, we thought, well, maybe we can do a play this way. But let me tell you something. You're talking about a group of people who knew nothing about exactly how to do that. Now, I've been teaching classes. I've been teaching classes remotely, but I did that by going to webinars and looking at YouTube. And I think it's okay to say webinars and YouTube um, because that's the only way, that's the only avenue I had to, to learn with and to learn the tools I needed to continue teaching. So I did that and I kept looking and I found a couple of productions that were done this way and said, well, they did it. We can do it. Well. <laughs> yep, we had to have that attitude. We can do it. And that is a whole story all on its own, the way we finally got this <laughs> production done. Because we were talking not only this new format, but well, older people learning a new technical format, which is always much harder for us. We didn't grow up with it, so everything is always new. And yes, we could, we could have five sessions on that alone, on what happened with Zoom. But we did finally do it, and when it was all over with, I think all of us had this huge sense of accomplishment. If nothing else, that we actually did get through the Zoom process, <laughs> and we got it, we did it. And, and it came out okay, really. You know, a bonus for that, though, a bonus for that is we did it on Zoom. And since everybody's, you know, hunkered down in their own spaces, we could share our production with people who may not have ever seen it live. Yeah. So I have friends and family all over the, the country, and I got to share that link with them. And they've gotten to see me perform, which they probably will never, ever have that chance again. Oh, well, hope not. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, that is true. It, it can just literally go all over the world if, you know, that was what, what is to happen. And we found out how creative people can be, too, because uh, look at the windows. I mean, I've got my, I'm at my home office, um, which overlooks the golf course, by the way. But yeah, I'm at my home office and uh, the rest of the group here, they've got their costumes. They've got their backgrounds. They have everything that, that they had to do creatively to make their window, as we called it, their window look like it was the stage. And um, 
it was fabulous. It was absolutely fabulous. But I will tell you one story. Um, the first time we all got together and we all had to uh, um, click on the link or write in the number, put in the password, it took 42 minutes. <laughs> it did. <laughs> 42 minutes for everybody to get on. Luckily, we had cast this. We, the auditions for the play were uh, way before all of this, luckily. Mm -hmm. So we knew who the group of people was going to be. And we did continue to get together. But it did take some time to get used to this uh, remote format. But I want to tell you something. There isn't anybody who gave up on this. Ooh. And everyone has learned to enjoy it because you can enjoy anything. Yep. And we, we have um, the, the writing to thank, as far as I'm concerned. So, um, Dixie, tell us some more. What else have you got for us? Well, we thought, since we're dressed up and we've got our backgrounds, that we might do one small scene together um, from this. And we also would like to show you a scene from the Zoom production itself. So um, right now, why don't we go and do this little scene, the four of us. Terry, we're going to ask you to be an actor this time and play. Okay. The part okay. Which one? Well, we're going to play the part of Ellen. Now, let me explain that Ellen is not in the Zoom production. Our actress that was going to be Ellen had, she was one person that had to drop out, but she had a very good reason. She had to move back to Australia. So, so we did lose Ellen. And so we rewrote the play without the Ellen character. But this reading has her back in. So you're going to be Ellen, who is one of the cheerleaders. I am Martha, who is the other cheerleader. We were obviously that together. Rosemary is Evie which was her character in the Zoom production. And Donna, this time you were gonna be Kitty Cat, who was the DJ. This particular scene didn't have Donna's character in it, so she's gonna be a different one for this reading. <clears throat> um, it takes place right after um, Henry, who is Rosemary's romantic interest. He just sang a song for the reunion group and he's implying it was for somebody special and we all know that he's implying it's for rosemary <clears throat> and this is right after he has finished this song so, so before so, we get started okay i have to have you guys explain your windows and explain your costumes so i'm going to okay. go ahead and start with dixie well the three of us, you don't, you're, you don't have the background available to you, but the three of us, we're, it's just a background that shows that we are at a party. And we took this one, I think Donna actually found this picture. And it has people dressed in the 50 styles. It was a, a, it looks like a high school dance from the 1950s. So that would give us the feel of being at a reunion. And, the, and this reunion, it was stated that you were supposed to come dressed as you were in high school. So that's why we are having scars. And when you can see our whole bodies, we'll have poodle skirts. I have um, my cheerleader outfit on with that on the front. Uh, <clears throat> and we can change the windows too to different scenes. I'll, we'll do one real quickly just to show uh, this one. 
This is the bathroom where we have a scene. So we can change those to different parts of the play. Since we didn't have a stage and we couldn't put sets there, this was our way of doing that. And it was kind of cool. And that took a while too, to learn, A, to learn what green screens were, because most of us didn't actually know what that meant. And it is very simple. It means to put a green screen behind you. <laughs> but those of us not technologically savvy didn't really realize. But we learned all of that and we finally got everything together. And I'm gonna put it back to this scene. And so that is, is my screen and Evie, you wanna yes. explain what your costume? Yes, well, one of the things that I practiced and did was I tried to do 50s hair and makeup and um, I don't know if you can see it, but I have the wings and um, I tried to recreate the look from then. I have the scarf and in the stage production, I'm going to be wearing a poodle skirt and a cinch belt. And of course, um, the black and white shoes that were worn with, with the poodle skirt. So that's about it for my costume. Okay, Donna, tell us about yours. Um, mine's the same as Evie's, and there is a there are a couple of lines in the play that say um, where Dixie wrote in that we were supposed to dress as the 1950s, and we talk about that how much fun it is, and it brings back memories. So creating these costumes was important to telling the story, but it also really got me feeling as part of the character. Great. Okay. So that's how these windows came about. Um, for the, you can actually change the name on the window. You can see my name there in the bottom left-hand corner. And you can, for the Zoom production, we, could, we changed the name to our character name. And that was an accomplishment too, believe it or not. <laughs> so uh, we learned a lot about technology and doing this as well. And, so are we ready to start the scene? Everybody ready? All right. So as I said, Henry's just finished his song and Rosemary shyly turns and joins Martha and Ellen at the right of the stage. Henry leaves stage and sits at a table. It's all over your face, Rosemary. Didn't you know there is no age limit on love and lust? <laughs> Okay, that's enough. <laughs> but you do look like a deer in headlights every time you look at him. Go ask him to dinner. No, that was 50 years ago. I'm sure his attraction to me set sail and sank like the Titanic. I better go check on the registration table. <laughs> Read between the lines, Ellen. <laughs> All you dachshunds, get up and get loose as it's time for the hand jive. Sad news, cats. Class president Betty Graham, who taught us the hand jive after learning it during her summer in London, passed away in 1993, so she will clearly not be able to leave. What will be done? Yo! Martha, get up here as class vice president the duty of class president now falls to you. Here are the official hand jive gloves bestowed to the president who must then lead the class. Okay, Dachshunds, how do we greet our new president? Rough, rough, rough. rough. You got the stuff. 
Thank you. What an honor. Let's do this, Dachshunds. celebrate with a Pepsi. <laughs> End scene. <laughs> well, that was quite good. That was really quite good. Um, is there another part of the reunion you could read to us, Dixie? Well, I read Act One last week, and um, And we're we're going to have Act Two, which on the Zoom thing. This was um, I could read. Yes, I'm going to read the dramatic part. Ooh, there is a little bit of drama in this. It's it's not all fun and games. So we added a little suspense here. Um, this is Act Four, and. The, the party is it's getting toward more the end of the party. Kitty Cat has announced that everyone should get up and she's playing a slow song. And um, then something happens, something very dramatic happens. So do you want me to just read this? Not do it as- Do you have a, another suggestion? Do you have enough people to act it out? Well, I'm not sure, so I'll just read this one. Okay, perfect. Just read this one. So this is the beginning of act four, and this is Kitty Cat. Hot diggity dog, I'm back with a stack of more swinging hits. It's time for smooching in the shadows with the ever-loving Everly Brothers, and all I have to do is dream. As the song begins, a loud scream is heard from Donna. The <gasps> song stops and everyone looks toward Donna and Kurt. Kurt is clutching his chest and lying on the floor. Donna says, help, something is wrong. Someone help Kurt. Rebecca and others run to Kurt, but Rebecca gets to him first. She points to Henry. Call 911. Rosemary, I need your help. Henry says, I'll wait outside. And he pulls out his cell phone and makes a call while quickly leaving the stage. Rebecca's skirt of her dress is limiting her movement in frustration. Rebecca quickly pulls off the skirt and she's wearing pants underneath. The dress is made so the skirt can come off easily. Rebecca says to Rosemary, help me loosen his clothing. And Rebecca says to everyone in the room, everyone else get back and give us some room. The two women carefully loosen his shirt. Rebecca feels for a heartbeat and listens for breathing. Rebecca says to Rosemary, I'm going to begin CPR. Are you certified? Rosemary says, not currently, but in the past. Rosemary says, Rebecca says, that will do. The two women perform CPR procedures while the crowd mills around. Rebecca puts Rosemary's hand on Kurt, giving, guiding her what to do. Donna is shouting, don't leave me, Kurt. Not now, not yet. And she buries her head in Ellen's shoulder, crying, and Martha joins the hug. 
a siren is heard off stage as the lights go dark. So that was wow. the dramatic scene. Uh, just as a reminder, Rebecca was the prom queen of the 1950s, and she comes back to the reunion just as beautiful as she was in the 1950s. But she had become a registered nurse in the meantime, and her fantasy was to really be someone more than just somebody that was beautiful. She wanted to be someone of, of substance, somebody that was contributing. So that's one of the reasons she became a nurse. And so obviously in the reunion, she saves Kurt's life. And so she does become someone of great substance. Um, and that was a, another fantasy that had come true. And Donna, you, do you remember this scene, playing this scene? This, you did it very well. In Thank this. you. Yeah. Was it hard to play it or did you? It was well written, so that made it easier to play. But every time I played it, I could feel the emotion and I've been married almost 32 years and I have my children, I don't have any grandchildren, but my character, Donna, her life was totally involved with her family and her fantasy was just to live her life for her family and to be happy with them and make sure they were happy. And I'm, as I said, I'm coming into different stages of my life and now my children are grown, they don't need me as much, but I could feel what she was feeling in that, oh my gosh, what if I lose Kurt? What if I lose my husband? And as my husband's getting older and there are health things, I can totally relate to it. So it was pretty easy to get into character with that. And each time I played it, I could feel the tension and I would see my family's faces in my mind as I was crying over this pretend husband. Right. Mm -hmm. I hope that my fantasy will come true because I kind of have one of those too that will have a happily ever after. Right, and get to see your grandchildren grow up, and that mm -hmm. was, yeah. And Donna had confessed earlier on that that her high school fantasy was to marry Kurt, that she really, she was one that actually had it fulfilled early on, but now her, her fantasy was to grow old with him, so yeah. That's Donna's character. <laughs> and Evie, uh, Rosemary, what do you think she gained from this scene as a char the character Rosemary? <clears throat> Uh, well, she was very happy that she could help save Kurt's life with Rebecca. She, she had a great life. She accomplished everything she wanted to accomplish other than the one thing that she accomplished at the reunion. But she also had the wonderful feeling of being able to help save a life. And I think there's nothing more fulfilling than that. I've never performed CPR, but I could just imagine just how powerful it feels to help to help like that. Do you think it helped Rosemary gain some confidence to it, it did help her gain the confidence she needed for her last scene. Yeah. Yeah. Which we haven't talked about the last scene. We might not, just to give you a little incentive to watch it and to see what happens at the end. Um, thank you, ladies. That was fun. It was wow. lots of fun. Now I'm, I want to know what's going to happen in the future. So, Abby, you, you're part of a book club, aren't you? Yes. 
And what kinds of what kinds of books do you normally share with the the book club, or what what kinds? I mean, are are you all fluff? Do you do fiction, nonfiction? What what do you themes? I'm the oldest one in the group. They're all a lot younger than me, and they're all very strong women. We take turns choosing books, and our books are usually about strong women who live all over the world, who have overcome adversity to become these strong women. And we also, whatever theme that that particular book has, we have a potluck and we continue that theme with international food from whatever country we're reading about or if a food is mentioned in the book, typically I, I'm the one that tries to find that recipe and I make that recipe. When we did um, a book from New Zealand, I made a pavlova cake and I made a certain cookie that was invented to send to soldiers during a war that, that took place in New Zealand. And um we've done tea ceremonies when we read a book about a certain type of tea that's that's grown on trees in the mountains in china and right now i'm reading where the crawdads sing i just got into it so i'm not sure what it's about yet but um it's become a very important part of my life because i've learned so much I've been around the world with this group. We have great discussions, anything goes, and we now have Zoom book club. Mm. So um, do you ever come across famous Texas women so that you could come back and share with us? Not yet, but I, well, actually I'm wrong. A few years ago, we read a book about a strong Texas woman who owned a ranch and um, I can't remember the name of the book. Well, that would be awesome if you ever did. And, and I wanted uh, listeners to hear about your book club because it's, it sounds more, it, it sounded more, it sounded different than most book clubs I've heard about. So that's nice to know what the, the actual reason was. And uh, Donna, what's the future for you as far as, theater or music, because I know you're highly involved with, well, your husband is highly involved with music and um, things that are written. Unfortunately, I don't have a musical bone in my body, but okay. I am a great spectator when it comes to that. But I am tiptoeing into the world of theater. The next um, Owen Theater production is The Sunshine Boys and um, a friend of mine, Dixie, asked me to help backstage on that. So now I'm going to learn the backstage part. So I went to the first rehearsal for me this week and, you know, I'm learning the play and trying to figure out what we're going to have to do. And um, I think this is your first time being stage manager, right, Dixie? Yes. So we're going to learn together. We're going to learn together what it's all about backstage, but it's a small cast. It's a classic production, a great director. So I'm really excited about that. And then Hopefully in the future, I will still have the confidence that I gained from 
Zooming and this production and I'll audition and be on stage. That's awesome. Dixie, I know you're part of that production too. And at the end of every show, we, well, we don't talk about the pandemic, but we do show that we wear our masks. We're, we're not going to do that right now because we're all at home. But can you tell us some of the protocol that the theater does so that you're safe in the theater? Yes, if anyone that comes to a stage production, first of all, we're not filling up the whole entire theater. They have spaced out the, the patrons and you can sit with your group if you, if you choose to. If you don't want to, they will even spread out groups that come together. But if you're three or four people that come together to see it, then that you will be at least six feet away from the next group. They only put people in every other row so that you're spaced that way as well. <clears throat> and they require that everyone's coming to the play wear a mask and to keep it on during the production. They have a very limited amount of time in the lobby. Uh, there's nothing being sold for refreshments. They will allow you to bring in water or something if you want to do that. But they want to discourage people from milling around in the lobby so they're not selling refreshments. <clears throat> of course, they allow the bathroom break, but they are asking that there's only two to three people in the bathroom at one time. And you are spaced out waiting to get into the theater. There's not a long wait though. They don't open the doors until they're ready to let you into your seat. And then they do ask you to go right to your seat as you come in to avoid too much contact. Um, so they're doing everything as safely as possible to let you come and enjoy a show. Sister Act just ended last weekend, and it was a huge success as far as that goes. Everybody was safe. We had a great time. Um, the cast, no one got sick as far as I know. Nobody has, we, everything that was set in place worked. So I hope people will consider coming to Sunshine Boys, and it's very funny play. It's a comedy. It might give you a break from all of this dull stuff we've been going through. And that's about it. That's the story of the coronavirus at the theater. So. Well, I, I have enjoyed this show so very, very much. I thank all of you for being here. Um, is there any last words from anybody? Keep your spirits up. Um, fantasies can come true, and they will if you just give it a try. And this should encourage any of you to take a stab at writing. And if you come across a good Texas writing or writer, let us know, will you? Yeah, please. Um, positive comments are always welcome. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. I'm Terry Woods. I'm Dixie Cooper. And we're Texas Storytellers. Thank we're you. Brought to <laughs> Thank you all. And we're brought to you by Woodlands Online. And you can see us at woodlandsonline.com and on their Roku station at KVQT HD 21, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, or watch us woodlandsonline.com. Goodbye for now. Mm -hmm.